I do want to. I do want to talk with you, uh, BK. Uh, yeah, actually, actually, if you don't mind hanging around a little bit, I, I would. Yeah. So the numbers are in, and and I know you guys have been live, so you probably haven't seen this. Eight point eight million views, most watched uh, regular season college football game since twenty fifteen on ESPN. Were, were the numbers for, from wow. the from the Texas Alabama game, and that and it peaked at ten point seven million people, dude. That um, talk about the eyes of the country being on our on our little Longhorn bunch right here, that, that right there is astronomical, these numbers that, that we're seeing right there. And, and this is where we go back to, I know you guys have been talking about this. We were talking about this yesterday too. Okay, here's, here's the pressure. I, I know this is an LHN game. Nobody's going to be able to see it. Hmm. But, I mean, if you want to talk about some focus on this program, boom, there it is right there. P- people are, people, uh, and, and I, think a lot of, I think a lot of folks, BK, are, are waiting for Texas to fail. I mean, because that's what we've done. That's what we've done, and I think that's going to be the pattern right here, waiting for us to kind of screw this thing up, and hopefully that's not going to be the case. Yeah, pretty cool that that many people got to watch Texas beat up on Alabama in the fourth quarter on Saturday night. I mean, we, we talked about it. You guys talked about it. That was a benchmark game for the Longhorns. That was a statement opportunity for this Texas football program, and they made a huge statement by doing what they did on Saturday night. So you figured the TV numbers would be massive, right? Those two teams with the history and the pageantry that they have. Look, the game here last year, uh, that was massively watched too, but Texas wasn't nearly as good last year as mm-hmm. they are this year. I mean, Alabama was like a two-touchdown or more favorite in that game here in Austin. A lot of people didn't think Texas had a chance in that one. Even though Bama was a seven, seven-and-a-half-point favorite this year, I think more people gave Texas a shot to actually go out there and at least keep this one interesting and while they made it more than interesting, they found a way to get the win. So cool that they showed up in that big spot. But you're right. Yeah, now the, the expectations were already high, Rodney. You know this. Mm-hmm. They're always high for Texas. But this year they felt a little higher. After that win last weekend, they're even higher. And, yeah, people will be uh, watching to see how Texas handles these expectations because, as you mentioned, in recent years past, they haven't handled them well at all. Yeah, this, you know, maybe not this week. I mean, maybe not Wyoming. I mean, maybe this isn't the game. And what what I'm waiting for, and, and it's the one thing that I talk about all the time here on the Chaos Theory, is, you know, I talked about it after the Rice game. It's like, just, just hang on a little bit. You know, after that game, you know, a lot of people are hitting the panic button and, you know, the offensive line and all of that. It, and, and they obviously showed out this week. I mean, just controlling the line of scrimmage. I love to say you're going to win a big football game or any football game. You're, you're going to win that by controlling the line of scrimmage. And this is where I go back to, to with Wyoming coming in this week where I don't think it's going to be quite the, the hitting the panic button. If Texas doesn't, uh, you know, like, like I said yesterday, 38 to 20, I keep throwing that score out. If it's 38 to 20 Saturday, I don't think that we quite see the panic that we saw after the rice game right there, but it, this really is going to be, um, you got to, Everybody is focused in on this program now. You've got that target even bigger than it's been before because you, you finally have that statement win that you haven't had in such a long time. I, I mean, you go back to the Georgia Bowl game win. That was huge or whatever. But, but, but this here, this, this is the one, the program maker. This is where, um, you know, I, I know that we're back and all that. I, I mean, forget all that. This is, you put yourself back in the conversation. You put yourself on the map with the great programs. And this is where you just got to keep steamrolling. I mean, you go back and you think about when Mac finally got over, when Mac finally got over the hurdle, uh, you know, and, and, and started building the, the national championship team and the great run that he had up there till 2010. It took a statement win, the Ohio State win, 
was really that. I, I think that's what this was for Texas. But now you got to keep that momentum and you got to keep winning because everybody is zeroing in on you even more than before. Yep, absolutely. And I, I would argue that was the biggest road win for Texas since their trip to Ohio State yeah. back in 2005. And I went and looked that one up. Well, the week after that, funny enough, they played Rice. They beat him 51 to 10. Like there was no hangover effect mm-hmm. from that game. And obviously there was no hangover effect the rest of the season because Texas went undefeated and went on to win the national championship. But that's that I would love to see that, man. I would absolutely love for Texas to eliminate any single doubt of some sort of hangover or some sort of letdown game by just going out there on Saturday and taking it to Wyoming early on. And you're right. Like it's not just this game this weekend. Like everybody is going to be doing whatever they can to uh, to beat this Texas team this year after what they accomplished on Saturday. But, uh, yeah, now for them, if they can send that message like, hey, this is different. This is not, oh, we beat Notre Dame and they were a really good team. At least we thought they were a really good yeah. team a few years yeah. ago. Right. And then now we're going to end up going five and seven. No, this is, this is a different beast. This is a different team. This program's in a different spot. And uh, that's not a fluke. We're actually here and we're here to stay. And, and that's the thing that, that I was already hearing on Saturday evening into Sunday morning, you know, just trying to follow all the coverage right here after the big Texas win. It's like, okay, this, this isn't, this isn't the Alabama of old. I mean, this isn't the Alabama, this isn't Nick Saban's best team. And, and I think that the biggest, the biggest thing, I didn't talk about this yesterday, but the, the, the biggest thing to me with, with Texas with this win, and there's actually some breaking news that we can talk about here in a minute from the NFL. I think people know what it is. Matter of fact, I already see it there, but, um, these are the games where Alabama reasserts itself. This is where Coach Saban, Nick Saban, you know, it's like, okay, we are still Alabama. Texas slammed the door right in his face. I mean, it was no. You, yes, you are still Alabama. The pedigree there is unbelievable. We know about everything that you have accomplished, but it, 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 it's our time. It's our time. I think that's the biggest that's the biggest thing that I took out of that game BK is that th- these are the games where Alabama because a lot of we, we've heard it in the past where this isn't Nick Saban's best team. That's when he really puts his foot to the gas and really kicks you in the ass and the nuts and and takes off and 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 does the Alabama things that they do so well. Not this time. Texas slammed the door on him and and really really shut that whole theory down. Um is Alabama what they've been in the past? Probably not. But the whole thing is Alabama is what they have been in the past, which has been really good. And Texas just asserted themselves into the mix right here. Yeah, this is still a really good Alabama team, right? Don't get it twisted. I mean, this is this is a team to me that's going to win 10 games and cause a lot of problems in the SEC. And that SEC West is open this year, right? LSU, trendy pick for a lot of folks. They got their asses beat in week one. Uh, So they've got some issues. A&M. They got embarrassed on Saturday. Uh, Ole Miss 2-0 right now. One of few teams that are 2-0, but, you know, it's it's still Ole Miss we're talking about. I don't think they have the talent that Alabama or LSU have on their roster. So uh, I, I still expect Alabama to be a major factor in the SEC this year. And, yeah, maybe Saturday talks a little bit about Alabama being in a worse spot than they have been in recent years, but I think it also talks about Texas being in a much better spot than where they have been in recent years. And, they, and this roster... Now, I was talking about it with Zay in the pregame show on Saturday, Rodney. Like mm-hmm. Looking at Phil Steele's preseason preview magazine, he ranks every position unit across college football, like quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers for every team in the country. And Texas actually was higher rated in more position groups than Alabama was. Wow. I was like, oh, 
holy shit. Like, I don't think I've ever seen that in my entire life. And that's like, that goes to show you that, no, Texas actually right now has like talent to Alabama, which is freaking crazy because we're talking about Alabama and everybody knows how well they recruit every single year. But that's just a testament to the job that Sark has done, putting this roster together with recruits out of high school, with the transfer portal, with whatever. Like the fact that this roster, and we saw it on full display on Saturday, Texas could match athletes with Alabama for the first time, maybe since they played in that national championship game. And hell, Alabama had more athletes, right? Texas just had Colt freaking McCoy for a quarter. And when he got hurt, well, we saw how Alabama's roster was clearly better than Texas's. But this is the first time in a long-ass time, Rodney, where... Yeah, Texas actually had like athletes to Bama. And hell, maybe they had better athletes than Bama on Saturday. Well, and I think the biggest part of this to me, what what is so refreshing to see with this is that, yes, the, the athletes, yes, but the execution, I mean, the development, I mean, the mindset, all of that shit finally seems to be there. And, of course, we're saying this, and, and we're talking about the, you know, the hangover game coming up, maybe, but I don't really think that's that's going to be an issue. But to, to me, that's the biggest thing that I saw right there. This team, I mentioned it yesterday, this team was loose. This team went in with some swagger. This team went in ready to fucking slay Alabama. And, and, and they did it in great dynamic fashion. And this is, I, I talked last week as we were starting to preview this contest that we just watched and the one thing that i was extremely concerned about was that texas was going to get caught up in this moment i mean you know playing at denny there you know with with everything that was going to happen there with college game day with all of that it was going to be too overwhelming for for both for the team for the coaching staff for for the entire for the entire program but they weren't dude they were up to the task and to me that 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 was the biggest thing that i saw and it was early on i saw it early on i'm like look this doesn't look like the the tom herman and 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 charlie's teams and 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 max teams at the end of his tenure where where they come in and it's like okay you know what's going to happen right here you're going to figure out a way to screw this thing up and they played a complete ball game you guys were talking about it dude that last drive that seven minute plus drive right there that to me is one of the biggest moments that this program has seen in the longest time because that is where in the past you let the opposition get back into the ball game a 10 point advantage i mean sure yeah let's do a three and out you know let's waste a minute of the clock you let them get back in the game that didn't happen right there dude to me that's a huge shift that that, that was one of the biggest moments that i've seen in this program in over 10 years Bingo. They had plenty of chances to crap down their leg like they're on a Delta flight or like our man Wags is apparently doing right now. (laughs) And they didn't do it. They didn't do it, right? Obviously, early on, the moment could have been too big for them. Once they had to punt on that first drive of the game, uh, the drop touchdown pass by Xavier Worthy, like those could have been crumbling moments right there, and they weren't. And then, you know, Texas goes up 13-3. to Well, Bama responds with 13 unanswered points at the end of the first half and through the third quarter. And for a lot of teams, it's like, ah, you know, this, this is it. We Here had we our chance. Again. And yeah, for a lot of Texas teams and for a lot of teams just playing at Alabama, it's like, oh man, this, this is, this is where they take over. And I can't lie. I was watching the game on Saturday and I'm like, we blew it. Yep. Like we had a chance. I feel like yep. we're the better team, but we let this slip away with all of these missed opportunities and it's going to be another backbreaking loss for us. And oh my God, this sucks. And I'm going to be in the state of depression until we get another chance to play an SEC team. And no, they they didn't. They did the opposite of shit down their leg. Hell, Alabama started crapping down their leg with turnovers, with penalties. Texas was the more composed, better coached team on Saturday against Nick freaking Saban in Tuscaloosa. Like, you're right, man. That that last drive was the epitome of all of that. And uh, a turning of the tide 
yes pun intended Literally. a little bit with uh with these two programs so it was god i'm, I'm still so high man like that i, I I'm, I'm not coming down from this for a while hopefully after saturday i'm not forced to come down by texas playing <laughs> like crap but Dude. it's i'm just i've watched this game four times already and and I, I'll, I'll rewatch games for work like that's down in Houston, I was rewatching Texans games three or four times. God bless me. I feel like I deserve a oh, Nobel man. Peace Prize for doing Jeez that lead. shit. Need but, some Allstat beer after all that shit. Oh my God, Allstat probably some some harder than uh, than Allstat as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like I I just this is fun. Like I'm gonna, I might watch this again. Like just as a fan, I can't stop watching this game. It was oh my God, it was it was so much fun and. Hopefully the rest of the season is uh, is as fun as what Saturday night was. That, that really was something that I reflected back on. I think I posted this on, on Twix, as I like to call it. That's <laughs> what my kids said. Dad, Twix. it's Twix and whatever. That drives the wags up the freaking wall, and that's why I stay <laughs> it. But, it, um, man, that, that really was one of those moments on, on Saturday night. It, you know, when, when you sit there and it's like, man... You've been kicked in the groin. I mean, you've been punched in the face and you've been let down and, you know, the hot girl has left you three different times and you're left at the altar. I mean, you, you, you find, you find the uh, situation that's been so screwed up over the course of the past, recent past. And then you, you do that in that fashion. And, and I think the biggest winners in this were, were Texas Longhorn fans. I mean, here's your moment. I mean, this is your moment. I mean, you remember with the, with the, with the Vince Young teams, uh, with, with the 05 championship. Team. I remember when you started watching that team and you're like, okay, things are different right now. This is a different time. This is a whole different world. And they come in and they just start beating the living hell out of everybody. That, that's when you knew that things were going to be different. And that's exactly what, what it felt like on Saturday night. And, and of course, it goes back to, it goes back to what you're saying. You, you can't shit the bed. You can't shit the bed at any point. Um, once you get into once you get into Big Twelve play, yeah, it's going to get Texas OU seems to be it's going to be a little more interesting this year than it was last year. I think there's going to be a lot uh, a lot of uh, there'll be a lot of hype around that one uh, simply because you know we're both heading to a different direction. Uh, I think that's going to be huge. But but you can't uh, you, you just can't uh, you can't shit the bed. And I love it right there where it says um, Columbus Hymas says they marked their territory. That's really what happens. What's a, what does a dog do when the dog's in charge? It goes out, marks her territory, takes a piss, and takes a shit. And that's exactly what Texas did in Tuscaloosa on Saturday night. Oh, did they actually do that after the game? You know, like Baker Mayfield planted the flag in Columbus. Did someone on this Texas team just take a leak on the Alabama logo at the 50-yard line? Somebody may have. Somebody oh, may have. Maybe Wags. Maybe Wags dropped a deuce maybe. out there. He certainly would right now. Oh, Runny. my God. Runny. Yeah, that's, that's well said, man. That is that is well said. That's what Texas did, and it was fun. They took it to Alabama. Like Most, most teams don't even beat Alabama uh, for Texas to hand them a double-digit loss. Pretty freaking impressive, man. Yeah. All right, Wags. The news is out. Torn Achilles for our man, uh, AB12. Well, I, I guess he's not number 12 anymore. Uh, yeah. Man, Aaron Rodgers, gone. Uh, in your opinion right there, we can talk about, uh, this is something I was actually planning to talk about here on the Chaos Theory. Uh, you know, what? what's the mindset of the New York organization right now? Are you going out trying to find a backup quarterback? Are you going out trying to find a starter? Good luck with that. I mean, what's the thought right there? But I, I would love your opinion right now. Dude's 39 years old. Uh, I mean, fi finely tuned athlete. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, Lord knows you go put yourself in a, in a silo and, and sit in a dark room for the amount 
amount of time that he did. I mean, his, his mind is right. Uh, but man, 39 years young and to try to come back from this, I, I am not an Aaron Rodgers fan. I mean, he is bro- talking about broken hearts. I mean, I'm sure you feel the same way. What he's done to us as Dallas Cowboy fans for so many times, it's like, I just, uh, I, I don't like the guy. I, I don't like the way he's handled himself in so many different situations. But when it comes to sports injuries, man, I do not wish that on anyone because that is going to be so hard to come back from. Do you think that we have watched him play his last five plays yesterday? Oh, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave you with this because I want to give you the chance to to do the show, uh, the solo show you were promised and uh, also not have oh, to deal okay. with me for, <laughs> no, for no an problem. hour. But um, no, I, I don't think so. Like, I, I just don't think Rodgers wants to end his career like this. Um, and I think he feels like he owes the Jets a little bit more. Not that it's his fault that that injury happened by any stretch. Like, that's just a ton of bad luck. But I think he was really excited about this move to New York. You could see it watching Hard Knocks. You could basically sense it all offseason long that this was like a rejuvenation for him and his career. And he's talked about playing for a few more years in New York. I don't think he's ready to hang him up right now. Look, if the doctors are like, dude, you, you're just never going to be the same and we, you shouldn't, then okay, maybe that changes the narrative. But I think right now, Aaron Rodgers is thinking, and I'm thinking that uh, he's going to be back on the football field next year. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, I really think uh, you, you don't want to go out like that. I mean, you, you don't want your last NFL memory to be or memory of you to be you laying you know, on the turf with an Achilles injury. Um, I totally think he comes back. And, and, and I think a lot of it is now there now that folks have actually gotten to maybe know him a little bit better that, that sat and watched hard knocks and all of this. I mean, I, I think that adds a lot of uh, fuel to the fire right there where he's going to want it try to get himself back and and the whole thing is i mean he's a competitor Uh, i mean like i said he's not my favorite dude but i'll tell you what the dude knows how to win he's done it so many times and um when you have guys that that play at the level that he has played at for so many years he'll be back and 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 that will not be the last memory we see of that dude and then your other question last thing yeah the jets they can't they can't run it back with zach wilson no you know that like they saw it last year we all saw it last year that guy kept them out of the playoffs. They've got a Super Bowl-quality roster, uh, and they finally felt like they had their Super Bowl-caliber quarterback, and he's gone. I'm calling Tom Brady, dude. I'm dude. calling Brady. I'm calling maybe Phillip Rivers. I'm maybe Matt Drew Ryan. Yeah. Drew Brees. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. of those dudes first, and if they're all like, nah, I'm good with retirement, then I'm, then I'm picking up the phone and trying to trade for some backup quarterback out there because I just I can't run it back if I'm a Jets fan with – Zach freaking Wilson. Yeah, no, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. I don't care how much better he is, so no, no doubt about that. All right, man. You're the man. Enjoy enjoy this show. I'm excited to listen. Appreciate it, man. So that, that really is the, the, the thing that, that I did want to touch on there. And thanks to BK for jumping in right there. If you're just checking in, uh, WAG's a little under the weather today. So uh, diving in here, flying solo uh, with you right here on the Chaos Theory. This really is something that, when when you when you think of the and th- and these are the intriguing things to me because right now you think about what's what's going on in the inner workings of the New York Jets organization right now. I mean, like we were just talking about right there. I mean, uh, that that's the first phone call that I make last night. I'm calling Tom Brady. I mean, you, you saw him Sunday in, in New England. The dude can still play. Um, 
I don't. It would be it would be a little ironic if if Brady did come back and Brady goes to the Jets and I mean he had just been honored at the, the New England Patriot by Bob Kraft and all that. But whatever the case is, right there, that that's the first phone call that you make right there. But but you're really not going to be, you know. And I've heard different throughout the day. I've I've heard different um, thoughts on the situation right here. I really don't think Zach Wilson is going to take you to the next level. I don't think Zach Wilson. I mean. You don't win that game last night if Josh Allen doesn't figure out a way to fuck that one all up. And and that's and that's another thing that I want to touch on when, when we look at this. Obviously, as a Dallas Cowboy fan, a long-suffering Dallas Cowboy fan, a long-suffering Texas Longhorn fan, this is kind of what, you know, it's... Um, by the way, it was really great to be a Cowboy and Longhorn fan this week, but uh, this weekend. But let's... I mean, look at Josh Allen. This This is the guy... You have the Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott. You have a down year, and boom, every you know, worst quarterback ever. And I've been guilty of that, of that as well. I have not put a lot of faith in Dak Prescott, and a lot of that faith not in Dak Prescott, I think, is more because I just don't have a lot of faith in the organization. I, I think is one of the things that that kind of concerns me there. But you look at you look at Josh Allen right here. And when we did our, our AFC breakdown last week, I said that the clock is ticking and that hourglass has been running for a little bit right here for the Buffalo Bills. They have put themselves in a great position with a great football team and, and, a, good, and a good quarterback. I mean, I, I'm not here to tell you that Josh Allen is not a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback, but... He seems to put himself in situations like this. He, he did this last year against the Jets. Um, I was reading, I saw something this morning to where it was so eerie where you had him in the final game of last year. He's sitting with his head in his hands in his, you know, up against his locker after, after doing almost the same thing that he did last night. And, and once again, he does this on a national, a national stage to where obviously a little bit of this is shielded because the injury that happens to, to Aaron Rodgers, but still, I mean, storyline, three interceptions, two fumbles, you lost one of them. I mean, are you a great quarterback? Are, are you going to be the one in the AFC? In the AFC, this is a different story. If you're in the NFC, well, well maybe. Maybe you can find a way to overcome some of that stuff. But, but did you see Dallas this weekend? Did you see the 49ers? Did you see Philadelphia? I think a lot of the... Um, people that 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 are kind of casting some some shade there at the NFC probably need to start paying attention to what's going on with the three best teams in the NFC right now because um, with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Proof is in the pudding right there. I mean, Dallas, dominating. San Francisco, dominating. Philadelphia, not as much, but still dominating. So you've got three teams in, in in that NFC that are ready to fight and they're that are real freaking good guys that are real freaking good. But but back to Josh Allen. This is where how do you clean that up? I mean th- th- there's a pattern here. 
there's a pattern. And this is where we go back to it. it it's, it's a lot of people that want to say that Dak is horrible. And I'm making the direct comparison right here between the two, between Josh Allen and Dak Prescott. It's, you know, he, Dak is bad. Well, no, he had one bad year, one bad year. With Josh Allen, this has been more of a pattern. And you start the season off with the pattern that you have continually produced. And if I'm Buffalo, you got to figure out a way to fix that because that AFC is loaded. But back to the Aaron Rodgers situation, that is really, it, it, it's heartbreaking for him because it really did seem like this was going to be where the New York Jets were finally, finally going to turn the corner. I mean, you can, you can look at that defense, the defense that, that, that the, the Jets have. You, you add Dalvin Cook. I mean, everything is sitting right there. I mean, everything's sitting right there. The one piece, the one piece that all of the New York fans have been talking about that have been missing with the Jets has been your your franchise quarterback. Boom, you got him. You got a multi-time MVP. You got a first ballot Hall of Famer. There he is, and five plays in, he's gone. Um, yeah, rough, rough for them. Guys, football season is here. It is the best time of the year. You've got uh, MLB playoffs. Hey, man, I watch NASCAR. Lord knows that. There is no other dude to call for all of your home theater, surround sound, whatever it is you're looking for. It is our man, Tom McKay, audiovisual consultations since 1988. It is our man at abconsultations.com. He will come out, uh, and a lot of times personally, he or his crew will come out and they will deck your place to set you up uh, the ultimate, the ultimate man cave, home theater, whatever it is, they're going to come out. They're going to they're get you everything that you're looking for. Like we talk about all the time right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered, you don't have all the wires. You don't have, if I could turn my camera, I would show you because I have one, I have one screen in here that, that I did. We were, I heard Bucky laughing at Wags earlier. Well, the, well, there's one here that I did, and I do. I've got wires hanging everywhere. That's not what you get with Tom McKay and audiovisual consultations. Let them come out and get you set up with your ultimate home system. Get you ready for football. Get you ready for baseball, NBA, NASCAR, soccer, whatever it is, man. You can't beat that full experience. 255-8678. It is Tom McKay, audiovisual consultations since 1988. Don't go to the big box. Don't go chase those TVs down. Tom has all of that. He has all of that in stock, and he is ready to get you uh, set up with everything that you are going to need to have your ultimate, uh, the home theater system. So I do want to talk a little bit about the Art Browse situation because uh, I know that's a, that's a conversation that uh, may, may be a, a touchy subject right there, and I, and I love what, what Bucky and, and BK were talking about right there. Yes, I agree with both of those guys to where, yeah, you you can you can tell the guy that he cannot come to the football game. You you can't go to a football game. That that's absolutely great. But here's here's something that I that I want to touch back on that that I was thinking about there with Oklahoma, and this is just this is just the situation with the program. This is obviously the way that we talk Texas sports right here on TSU. But it, I mean, worst travesty, Art Briles being at that game. Or Joe Mixon playing for the Sooners after all of that debacle, you know, back in the day. I mean, it's, 
I would have done a better job of, of keeping him off the field. I would have done a better job. I'd have been like, dude, can, can you wear your Columbia outdoor gear? I mean, wear something else. Come in, in, a, in a, a regular polo. Come in a black shirt like, like we wear here all the time on this show. Do something like that, man. That it could have been in in better uh, better taste or better judgment how um, how he went to the game. Um, maybe don't run on the field right right after the game or not, not run not that he ran. Don't be on the field at the end of the game. Um, that could have been done better. That could have been done a lot better. But I agree. Um, the man has a right to go to the football game. I totally understand what he did. Um, how. It's a slippery slope right there because in a lot of ways, I think the man shouldn't even be allowed on a college football camp uh, at a college football stadium for what he did. But that hasn't been done. That hasn't been done. And that's out of our control. I mean, we can say he shouldn't be at the game, but you know what? It's not up to you guys. It's not up to me. Ultimately, it's not up to the program. I, I guess the program can say that he shouldn't be there, but it's not up to them. It's um, it's a it's a far greater power than us to really make that decision and 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 make that happen. And that's where, I mean, if you're Oklahoma, you, you've got something that you, that you're dealing with right here. And, and Jeff Levy, um, I mean, what what more can you say than that's that's my father-in-law. <laughs> that's my father-in-law. I mean, I, I love how he kind of tugged at the heartstrings right there. That's the grand. That's the granddad of my children. Dude, when you're desperate, that that's a good one to go to. That's a real good one to go to. Why the hell was he here? Oh, well, that that's my the granddad of my children. Well done, Levy. That's the way you do that right there. Forget the father-in-law shit. I mean, whatever. A lot of people don't even like their in-laws. But when you throw that granddad thing in there, okay, well, maybe some people will be like, okay, well, then that's okay. That's okay. If that's the case, if that's the case, then it's okay. But... If you're Oklahoma, it's uh, it's a bad look, man. That is a bad look. You you are putting yourself in a situation to where you you are now uh, the talk not only here but you are the talk across the nation of why in the fuck did you have that dude on uh, anywhere anywhere near your football team, man? That's massive. That's massive, and that's uh, you want to talk about you want to talk about damage control. I guarantee you in Norman right now, I'm over here talking about what the hell's going on with the New York Jets organization as they're sitting over there. Are we going to call Matt Ryan? Are we going to try to, you know, to call Tom Brady? I mean, what, what Colt McCoy? Hey, Colt McCoy. How about Colt McCoy? Let's roll him out there. He happens to need a job. Roll him out there. But that's, I digress. Um, Oklahoma, you, 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 you've got yourself a problem on your hands right here. You, you've got to get that cleaned up. And the, the really, I think the thing about it is in that situation, you got to start moving forward because there's not really a way to clean any of that up because what's happened has happened. I mean, you can't, you can't change it. I mean, you can't erase the fact that he was there. It's just time to start moving forward. You're not going to, this isn't going to get swept under the carpet. I mean, it's like any scandal. I mean, you look at the great scandals of all time. They just don't go away. They just kind of loom. And I think if you're Oklahoma right now, you're thinking, well, maybe the Mel Tucker thing will kind of overshadow this. But those two things, they kind of seem 50-50 to me at the moment as, as just like, like bad looks for both of those. And with the Mel Tucker situation, um, yes, that's, 
that's a very bad look. But when you really dive into that, and, and I didn't catch the gist of the conversation on the morning show this morning, but um, you know, with the investigation and everything that that that's come about right there, I totally understand that if you're Michigan State, you have to do what you have to do. That's going to be in the best interest of your program to try to do like I'm talking about damage control there with 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 Oklahoma and, and Jeff Levy and, and and all of that mess. But the the Mel Tucker situation. I mean, the more that I've read reports and and all of that, I mean that that um, I'm not too sure that that wasn't. Um, that's a lot of phone conversations, guys. That is a lot of phone conversations. I mean, think about, you know, I remember when I was a kid, way back when I when I got my first phone, um, my pop sets me up a phone line in, in my bedroom, you know, the old wired phone. He's like, I'm going to get you a phone, uh, you know, your own line, yeah, you're paying the bill, uh, whatever. I had two things when I was a kid that I had to take care of. When, when I was learning life lessons, my great dad who raised me um, over in the barbecue capital of Texas is uh, number one, you're going to be responsible. You got to pay your own car insurance because I've, I've got you a car and uh, it's all yours. Um, you pay the, you pay the insurance. So that was, there you go Two, uh, I'm going to get you a phone line. That way you can get the fuck off my phone because I need my phone because I run an independent business and, and I need the phone line and I don't need you on it all the time. So I think back to the days of, uh, you know, when I had said phone back in, in the high school days and it's like, man, I spent a lot of time on the phone, man, and, and talking to girls, you know, talking to girls. And we had long conversations, man long conversations if you'd have gone back and you look at some of those phone records it's like man we, we talked you know 15 20 minutes and all that um if you ask me those are mutual conversations and 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 i'm not i'm certainly not saying that that suspending mel tucker is the wrong thing to do i'm just saying that in a lot of ways for mel tucker the, this kind of sucks because this really seemed to be something that that was um I understand the 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 past history there with with the uh, young lady involved in in all of that and 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 I totally man my heart hurts for for what she's been through but I think that's a situation right there uh, um, I'm sure Mel Tucker's wife he's married probably thinks um, something different about that so I don't know that's um interesting situation right there that's going to continue to develop so i guess if you're oklahoma there's your other scandal that's maybe going to cast a, a little bit of shade off of you with what you're going to be doing there with art Bryles. but i'll be damn sure if i'm oklahoma i'm not going to let him uh come around again <laughs> i'm not going to let him come around again because you have already put yourself in a situation where all of the eyes of uh, college football all of the eyes of the country are on you for something that uh, you probably should have uh, handled just a little bit better so we'll continue to follow we'll continue to follow uh, all of that however that may shake out um with mel tucker and the and the situation there at oklahoma again if you were just checking if you're just checking in now 8.8 million viewers on the texas game on saturday night with the win in tuscaloosa that is the most watched uh, regular season football game uh on espn since 2015 since 2015 so huge numbers right there that thing peaked at 10.7 million folks that were checking in on saturday night in prime time to watch texas go in and break a lot of streaks and go in and put themselves on the national map now ranked number four in the country in the ap top 25 putting themselves up you know in the upper echelon with 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 uh, of college football of college football and now we go into uh, hangover week you go in to take on, on a wyoming team that, that that's already beat uh texas tech <laughs> wonder um 
Texas goes in and, and just destroys Wyoming on Saturday night, which, which should be the case, which should be the case. I think the line is a four-touchdown favorite right now is Texas. But you go in there and do that. What's Brett Yormark going to be thinking after that? I mean, after, you know, Tech was going to be the one to come into to Austin on, on Thanksgiving and take care of business. What what happens when, when Texas um, destroys the team that, uh, that destroyed the team that was going to destroy Texas, if you follow what I'm talking about? Um, Oh, as the world turns, guys, as the world turns. Hey, congratulations. I do want to give a huge congratulations right here because uh, we talked about this earlier in the week as well, and we touched on it last week. Congratulations. I want to give a big round of applause to all of our friends that are checking in that are Spectrum subscribers that got your ESPN back. You got the Disney thing. You got all of that fixed. Finally, that is all finally done. They get that hammered out. Congratulations if you're on Spectrum. I think you probably missed the game on Saturday, but you will have a full docket of college football coming up on Saturday. So uh, I'm glad that all got worked out. Now I just wish that DirecTV and NextStar could get their shit together because I still can't watch KXAN at home. And that's, um, you know, good good news, good weather, good sports. My man Roger Wallace, you, you know, I can't watch him. Haven't been able to watch him uh, for two months. So, uh, yeah, congratulations, folks, on, on getting all of that back. Hey, guys. Covert B Cave, and we obviously will be out there on Friday. Uh, pregame, I mean, uh, home game, home game. You got to go out. I mean, go see my friend Casey Stutter, big case man. That uh, that dude right there. Not only uh, I call him the Minister of Meat because that is a man that will put you a brisket in your mouth that will be savory, that will taste so good. Uh, if you haven't had a Casey Stutter brisket, you need to get a hold of one of those. But Go and see Casey out at Covert B Cave. He'll be uh, doing a little football 101. And here's the thing. With Casey Stuttered, you go up there and ask him a question. He's going to tell you exactly what he's thinking. And that uh, is one of the uh, cool things here about uh, Big Case. He'll be out there uh, on Saturday with us, or on Friday, pardon me, uh, at Covert B Cave. Three state-of-the-art dealerships carrying seven different brands of those vehicles. Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chryslers, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. And, of course, if you're the Blue Oval type of person, you got Covert Ford in Hutto right there down 79, kind of out here, out my way, a little ways out. And then uh, Covert Ford Lincoln in Austin, long time, since 1907. It's been the Coverts serving Central Texas car needs. Like I said yesterday, you've got folks that have been buying for the from the Coverts for years, and now uh, it's just uh, reciprocating. They're buying for their kids. They're buying for their grandkids. It's been that long. And Covert B Caves will service any make and model of vehicle. I heard Buck talking a while ago that he had to get his, uh, his vehicle service. He better damn well be taking that thing to Covert B Cave because they will take care of that. 86 service bays. You're not going to be waiting around all day as it all too often happens at the dealer. So cool stuff right there. CovertBcave.com. They have specials every week, every week, not every month, not just around tax time, not just around the holidays, every week. It is CovertBcave.com. My man, Dan Covert. Since 1907, the Covert family doing it right. You're not going to beat a Covert deal. Not now, not ever. Taking a look at baseball. Here we go. The AL West continues to be one of, uh, I mean, this is so intriguing to watch these three teams battle up at the top of, of, of this fray in the AL West. Astros, I mean, you, 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 you dominating, dominating series over the Rangers. We've talked about it here on the Chaos Theory. But, man, I'm sitting there last night. I'm watching all of the drama with, with Aaron Rodgers and what's going on with the Jets. 
my wife, diehard Astros fan. I've mentioned it so many times. I go downstairs, getting beat by the A's, dude. Uh, I'm like, wait a minute. When I looked at the schedule, you know, for the Astros moving forward, you've got a series there with the Orioles. And that very well could be a preview of the American League Championship Series, depending how all of this shakes out by the time we're finally said and done right here. But you've got the A's in there. You've got the Royals in there a couple of times. It sets up very nicely for Houston. But by golly, if you're going to come out and get beat four to nothing by the A's, that's not um, that's not helping your cause, guys. Fortunately for the Astros, as what seems to be happening right now with the AL West, after these miraculous run by the Mariners and the the brilliance that has been the Texas Rangers throughout the year. Well, everybody seems to kind of be struggling right now. <laughs> everybody, could, they all three lost last night. All three of them lose last night, which I guess if you're a fan of any one of those three uh, ball clubs, hell, you want the other two to lose. And that's exactly what they did last night. So Houston, 82 and 63. The Rangers sit at 79 and 64. Seattle's at 79 and 65. You can't get much tighter than that. And we're getting down to the end of this right here. And here's here's where the key is for the Astros. I mean, you got a you got a couple more games here with with Oakland. Man, go out and take care of your business. Go out and take care take care of what you need to do. Um, Scherzer on the mound tonight uh, for the for the uh, Rangers. Let's take a look and see uh, as the Rangers taking on Toronto at they're in Toronto. They they will battle them again, and 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 the uh, Angels are in to take on Seattle. So that's how that shakes out tonight. So we'll continue to to follow what happens with the AL West, but it's it's coming down to the wire, and and we just the, the separation is not there, and and that's been or nobody's been able to separate, and that's what we've been watching throughout the year with the fascination of this battle in the AL West. Nobody's able to separate. I mean, after the Rangers series, I said it. I said, okay, th- this is where the Astros. This is where this is where they are gone. I mean, at, they can't separate. The Rangers, when the Rangers were at the top of the AL, three, four game event, can't separate. Seattle, they make this great run. They actually kind of trickle themselves into the lead in the AL West for a very short time. Can't separate. And here we are. We're down into the uh, under 20 days remaining right here in the uh, regular season, and uh, nobody can separate. So who, who's, gonna, who's going to be the one to be able to get themselves away from all this juggernaut? I would think the Astros, I've been thinking the Astros, but shit, they can't do it. So fascinating baseball to watch. And then with all of this, here we go. You still got the wild card picture that, that, that needs to be, that needs to shake out right here. Who gets in, who gets left out? That's the shitty part about this with the AL West is probably one, maybe two teams are going to get left out. And that, that sucks because they played some really good baseball. <laughs> they have played some really good baseball um, throughout the season. So we'll continue to watch that. Again, Aaron Rodgers, done, gone. Well, Achilles. Mm. That um, That is something that, that he's going to – it's a long road back, guys. And uh, as I was talking about earlier with uh, BK, to be able to get back from that, uh, I know – you know, I mentioned and, and I've seen some different folks that have been discussing, man, this is going to be so hard to come back from at 39. Shit, that's hard to come back from at 15. Are you kidding me? That That's horrible. I mean, I mean I've heard stories of, of folks with Achilles injuries, and it's like, you got to learn how to walk again. It's that bad. It's that bad. So let's see. I, I think we all seem to be in agreement that, that 
Aaron Rodgers will attempt to come back um, and hopefully and hopefully be able to come back again. Like I said, not a fan of Aaron Rodgers, man, but I don't I don't wish that on my worst enemy. Do you want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys? We really didn't dig into a lot of that um, yesterday right here on, on the chaos theory as we just had j- just so much of the uh, of the discussion still going on about the, the dynamic win by the Longhorns. But if. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan and you didn't uh, enjoy that on Sunday night, I don't know what your problem is. But here is a theory that I have about the Dallas Cowboys. And I have said this for years. Well, since since a couple of years after the last Super Bowl, I have said that, this. There is not, there is absolutely not a better prescription for a team that, you know, maybe the struggles or, or maybe they have fallen on injuries. I think you know where I'm going. Um, whatever the situation may be, a team in chaos, whatever it may be in the NFL, there is not a better prescription for them than playing the Dallas Cowboys. Because the Dallas Cowboys, it seems like in the better half of the last two decades, even at the times where the Cowboys seem like, you know, with Tony Romo, the 13-3 and three teams, where they were ready to silence the critics and silence all of the myths and silence all of the shit that's been going on. Never a better prescription for a struggling team than to play the Dallas Cowboys. Who did the Cowboys play this week? The New York football Jets. Man, I hope my theory is going to be disproven this weekend. And I truly believe it is. Because you look at this Dallas Cowboy team. This was a sound Dallas Cowboy football team. This defense is scary. This defense is scary. This is this is a defense. This is a championship winning defense. And depending on what coach speak that you talk to or, or what um, expert that, you know, defense wins championships. I know that that argument has been felt by you get offensive coordinators that are like, bullshit. But Looking back, you've had, you know, Baltimore Ravens teams that win Super Bowls and win championships with amazing defenses that were led by Trent Dilfer at quarterback. So, I mean, just that theory, defense wins championships. However, this Dallas Cowboy offense, this is, and I've gotten killed, killed in the past for saying what needs to happen with the Dallas Cowboy offense, especially after we saw it last year with Cooper Rush, is you need to modify. And and I'm changing my terminology because in the past I have said, dumb it down. And I've been ridiculed for saying, if you've got a franchise quarterback, you don't need to dumb the defense down. Okay, new terminology, new season, new way for me to word this as a Dallas Cowboy enthusiast. Um, Modify this offense to where this offense is going to be more conducive. There's my word of the day. Conducive to the strengths of Dak Prescott right now. And I think, I think after one game, (laughs) after one game, I think two things. Number one, I think Texas is very capable of winning. Well, that's actually after two games. I think Texas is actually capable of being in the national championship hunt. And I think number two, the Dallas Cowboys are very capable of being in the Super Bowl hunt, which we thought in the first place. But this really looks like a sound football team, friends. This With this defense leading the charge, it's we've watched in the past with some struggles on the defensive side for the Cowboys to where you get into games, and I've watched them so many different times over the past 15 years, to where you have a defense that is giving up 45 points. 
and you have to score 46 to win, and that's you don't have an offense capable of doing that. C- could this offense do that? Probably, most likely, depending on the opponent. But I think what, what you have right here is you, you've got a balanced football team to where back to the whole scenario that I was just talking about right there with my theory of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, can they stay out of their own way? And that's what always concerns me about the Dallas Cowboys. Just to, just as a fan. I mean, you wait. You wait for the wheels to come off of this thing. You wait for the next mistake. It's like even with, with Dak last year, I know there's a lot of conversation there with, with uh, you know, the interceptions and so forth. Well, hell, you dig yourself a 20 to nothing hole and you're trying to dig back in the fourth quarter with six minutes to go. What are you going to do? You're going to make bad decisions and you're going to throw errant passes and, and you're going to make mistakes. Not that all of that happened in situations like that, but Dak seems to be cleaned up and polished and the pieces are around him to, and this is back to something else. And I'll talk about it all the time. Time's running out on, on, on this team as well. I mean, you've got, you've got a small window. You've got a very small window in the NFL, unless you're the new England Patriots with Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick. You, you've got a very small window for you. And this is what I was just talking about with the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. You have a very small window for you to go and win championships and to go out and win conference, conference championships and be Super Bowl contenders. It, it's that small in the, in the new NFL, uh, with salary caps and, and with players moving around. I mean, gone are the days, gone are the days, Roger Staubach and Terry Bradshaw and all of these folks that stay with the same franchise forever and ever and ever. And you see Pittsburgh winning four championships and the, those days are gone. Those days are gone. And now you've got, I mean, Kansas city. Hey, they're, they're, they're helping themselves. Chris Jones is back in the fold. So um, that's, that's a pretty good, uh, that, that's definitely going to help. Speaking of that, speaking of that, um, Kadarius Tony, dude, what are you doing? I watched you on Thursday night, and dude, you were the shit show. You you were horrible. Um, most likely, things could have been different, but you you cost your team that game, dude. I'm not putting it solely on you, but you were a big freaking part of it, dude. What are you doing, trolling the New York Giants? On social media, after you get after they got beat forty to nothing by the Cowboys, dude, talk about bad looks, man. I think the theme of the chaos theory today is bad looks. Oklahoma, <laughs> Michigan State, and Kadarius Tony, dude, what, come, man, be better than that, dude. That that was, I, I couldn't believe that when I saw that. I'm like, wait, wait, this is the same dude, right? This is the same guy on national television, standalone game, Kansas City Chiefs coming off of the Super Bowl win. This is the same dude that dropped like three passes, right? And and he's trolling his ex-team. And he hadn't been on social media in a while from, from what I've been told. Um, dude, come on, man. <laughs> come on. That, uh, yeah, a little out of control right there. But, yeah, it's Kansas City uh, definitely helping their cause right there uh, with, with Chris Jones signing that contract. And he'll be uh, back in the fold right there. Not really worried about Kansas City. I think they're going to be totally fine. Uh, class of the AFC, I don't know. Remains to be seen. We're only a weekend and an intriguing week of NFL. Indeed, it was an intriguing week of football. But now here we go into a brand new week. And that's that's the beautiful thing about when we start talking football and we start talking football at this time of year is that it just keeps coming. About the time that we get done, we're still going to continue to break down here throughout the day 
all day long right here. Texas Sports Unfiltered every day, Monday through Friday. And, of course, on Saturday, you've got your pre- and post-game show, all of that. We have you covered wall-to-wall right here on TSU. But we continue to break down the Alabama game. It's going to be the discussion throughout the week where it's time to go back. You go in there and you find some flaws. You go find the flaws that you may have had in that Alabama contest because they were there. They were there, like like we were talking earlier. I, I've gone back and watched that. I've watched that game three times, and I've there are things to work on. There's a lot of positive, but of course there are things to work on, and that's what you do into the brand new week. But now here we go. We're going into coming up. I mean, today's Tuesday. We're uh, Thursday. We, we are we are into football again for for the NFL. So here we go into a, into a brand new week, and we will break it down for you right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. A huge thank to all, thanks to all of our sponsors. And again, like, like we've talked about, we are so excited to have you guys with us. We continue, I mean, give us those likes, give us those shares, tell folks you like, tell your enemies, tell your ex-wives, tell your ex-husbands, tell people you don't like, it doesn't matter. Just continue to put this product in front of folks. Like we said, coming up when you get to five, when we get to that 5,000 number, and I, I think we're about 4,700 is what I saw last. When we get to that 5,000, that's when we're going to start, I mean, huge giveaways that are going to be coming up and just continuing to build this product. And we're so excited uh, to have all of you guys on board with us because this, this really is, this is just a homegrown effort right here. This is just a bunch of dudes uh, led by a, a great leader. I, I tell you, our boss is such a hard ass, but this dude has done such a great job putting this uh, together. And we appreciate all of the support, all of our sponsors. Again, message any of us, uh, any of the hosts, if this is something that you would want to be a sponsor here, you can message BK or you can message any of us and we'll get you um, in the loop right there with um, how you can be a part of Texas Sports Unfiltered. Um, really, again, if you popped on and you're looking for Wags, Wags, uh, Wags, not, not feeling the best today. Wags, uh, Wags probably doesn't need to be on an, on an airplane today because he, um, yeah, that things are just not uh, working right for him today. But um, all the best, brother. <laughs> get, get well, feel better, and um, run fast when you feel it coming. But um, again, great program today. Um, Again, those those Texas numbers. That, that's the one thing that we led the, that I led the show off with. Those the, those numbers now, obviously, the eyes of the country on the Texas Longhorns as they continue moving forward, taking on Wyoming this week, getting you know up up towards conference play. But now, the um, those numbers right there for uh, a a fan when when you have that. Viewership. When you peak at 10.7 million people, that tells you that's the eyes of the country. That's the eyes of a country on a huge stage that watched that. And like we were, Brad and I were talking about at the beginning of the beginning of the of the program, you're going to have a lot of folks that are going to be following your program. Yeah, maybe you can't maybe you can't watch on the Longhorn Network, but if you get another situation, a 16 to three ball game at the half on Saturday, like the like you had against Rice, that that's maybe where you're going to have a lot of the pushback. But bottom line is this, friends, for, for the Texas program, you just got to keep winning. You got to keep winning. And, and that's, that's been the stumbling block for the program in the past is you have something like this, not, not the magnitude of this win, but you've had wins in the past where it, it looks like you're turning the corner and then you figure out a way for something to happen. And that's what you have to avoid this year. That's exactly what you have to avoid this year. And when you get into conference play, you're going to have everybody coming for you. And we, as the Texas fan base, 
as the folks that bleed orange that are going to be you there's going to be down times there's going to be times to where um maybe Quinn Ewers in the Quinn Ewers that we saw on Saturday night you know what as long if he goes into game manager mode and wins a close game and this coaching staff can continue to coach this team up and continue to prepare them as if each and every game was the Alabama game, I think that's one thing that I really hope to see moving forward is with this coaching staff, I think that they finally, well, the program, the program finally figured out how to big game plan. And now that you have accomplished what you have accomplished, that you have gone there and knocked that big-ass dumb elephant on its ass on its own 50-yard line in its home stadium, now you have made every game, every game. I don't give a damn if it's Wyoming. I don't care if it's TCU, Tech. You can play Lanier High School for crying out loud. Every game is a big game because all of the eyes, all of the eyes are on you, and you have to continue have to continue winning and uh you better be ready because uh everybody's coming for you and it's uh it's going to be fun to watch it's going to be fun to watch the ride here the rest of the season great program today this has been so much fun uh, thanks to brad uh, for being a part of that again thanks to all of the great sponsors uh audio visual consultations and covert really want to uh hone in and thank them uh for being a part of this we've got uh hardball harge hanging with harge is coming up i actually don't have the uh, studio right there to be able to pull him in and see if uh he is on board and it looks like there he is right there it is my man hardball and it, Mike, I do want to ask you, but before I jump out of here, dude, I was, sit, I was sitting there talking about uh, about the Cowboys. And my theory there, I know you're a Cowboys guy as well. These, my, my you, got a, you, got a sick, you got a sick team that needs a prescription. It always seems to be a dose of the Dallas Cowboys to make them feel better, man. Here come the Jets and, dude, they, they, got, they, they, they got the Rona. <laughs> they got the Rona coming in here. Yeah, the one thing about that is uh... – you know, unfortunately for Aaron Rodgers, and I'll talk about that in just a minute. But the good thing about it for the Dallas Cowboys, that's that's his home away from home. Mm-hmm. He pretty much owns that uh, Jerry World. It's maybe named Jerry World, but Aaron Rodgers is making Jerry rid it from him. So that's the blessing for the Dallas Cowboys of that act coming in. And, and it's going to be interesting to see how the team buys into Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, are they going to go and get somebody else to come in as well? So I'm going to be interested in seeing that, my man. Yes, sir. Have a great show, my brother. As always, I'll be checking in, dude. Be well, man. Glad, Appreciate glad to be you. on the team with you, man. Appreciate you as always. There he is. There, there was one half of the chaos theory with my man Wags being injured today, but Rodney, that's what the team is all about. We all step up in a time of need. As always, they do a great job. Welcome to another edition of Hanging with Hardball Harge. That's right, Hanging with Harge, right here on the Texas Sports Unfiltered Network. Make sure you hit us up on the text line, 512-222-9328, and also follow